On today's show, we talk about Anthony Rizzo opting out, Luis Severino's option. Don Mattingly is on another Hall of Fame ballot. Aaron Judge is officially a finalist for the AL MVP, which seems like a formality at this point, but we'll humor MLB just this once. And Pinstripe Alley put up the 2022 Yankees Sporkle Quiz. I'll tell you what that is, in case you don't know, and I'll tell you how I did. I was actually shocked at how well I did. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. So how's everyone doing? It is election day. Hopefully you went out and did your civic duty. I guess that's what they call it, right? Um, yeah, so we have Yankees news. We're going to push back the player and, you know, season reviews for another day because I want to dedicate an entire episode to the best player on the Yankees this year, who we'll be talking about later in this show. You know who I'm talking about. We're talking about Aaron Judge. But in this segment, let's discuss Anthony Rizzo declining his player option so he becomes a free agent. He had $16 million owed on his two-year $32 million deal that he signed before 2022 with the Yankees. Rizzo matched his career high with 32 home runs while posting a batting line of 224, 338, 480. He also had 21 doubles, drove in 75 runs, and played in 130 games. I really like Anthony Rizzo, and I know that the low batting average doesn't look great, but that's just how baseball is now, and I I realize a lot of people don't like that, Um, especially when you look at other people on the Yankees, Aaron Judge, who had a really high batting average compared to some of his teammates, but 32 home runs, that's amazing that he did that well, and, you know, if it wasn't for his back He would have played in more than 130 games. You know, the Yankees were better with him on the field. They were better with him in the lineup. You know, he had some plays at first that he needed to make because some players in the field weren't throwing the ball all the way to him. So he'd have to scoop and, you know, he made some good plays at first base. And I like having Anthony Rizzo on the team. I think he's coming back. I don't think that he's going to leave At least I don't think so. Although, as I've mentioned, he's close with Aaron Judge. And uh, their smush name is Jizzo. That's what Yankee fans call them. And Rizzo isn't the only one. There are a bunch of people who became um, free agents. Nine in total became free agents. Benintendi, Britton, Carpenter, Castro, Chapman, Gonzalez, Green, Aaron Judge, Jameson Tyone. Out of those guys, I would like to see 
if they can do it, Ben Ben Intendi. I wouldn't mind having Matt Carpenter back if he's healthy and can hit the way he hit last year, but that could have just been like the last blip of a dying patient on their uh, on the machine in the hospital, you know. Can do without Marwin Gonzalez. I know the Yankees liked having him because he can play different positions, but he didn't really contribute that much. Obviously, we want Aaron Judge back. And I wouldn't mind having Jamison Tyone back. He did okay this season. Wasn't spectacular by any means, but he wasn't a bad player. He just had a bit of a rough time there. I do not want to ever see a Roldis Chapman in a Yankee uniform. And after what he did before the Guardians series, I don't think we're ever going to see that man in a Yankee uniform again. So thank you, Aroldis Chapman, for not showing up for that mandatory practice and staying in Miami. Yeah, yeah, the Yankees are probably better off without his bad energy on the team, so I'm not broken up about that at all. I want to see Rizzo, Carpenter, Judge, Benintendi, and Tyone back. Those are the dudes that I want to see back. I didn't mind Andrew Benintendi. We didn't get to see much of Andrew Benintendi because... I still can't believe this actually happened, but he had surgery on his hamate bone, which is somewhere here. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm pointing to my hand. And I guess the doctor never took the entire bone out because he was supposed to get something removed and then the bone grew back and that's what he broke. How freaky is that? The human body is really unbelievable when you think about it. And... What kind of a doctor doesn't remove all of the bone that he's or she is supposed to, I'm assuming it's a he, but uh, is supposed to move or remove from someone's body during a surgery. That's just the strangest thing ever. Um, I do think it's funny that in all the articles about the guys hitting free agency It always says, Yankees general manager Brian Cashman has repeatedly said that the club hopes to retain Judge. No kidding. (laughs) I said it last week. It's not just that Judge is 6'7", 282, and that he's going to leave a big hole if he leaves. It's everything that he brings to the team. The offense, the defense, the leadership in the clubhouse. Yes, he had a disappointing postseason, but if it wasn't for his regular season, the Yankees would have been in deep doo-doo. So, yeah, of course we want Aaron Judge back. Will they get him back? I don't know. Speaking of Judge, there are betting lines that we need to discuss because Bet Online has betting lines for possible Judge destinations that are not Yankee-related. BetOnline is your number one source for betting on football and the start of the NBA season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So let's see. The over-under for Aaron Judge's next contract value is three seventy-five, Not dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions. $375 million. 
Aaron Judge's next team, if not the Yankees. Giants, 2-1. Dodgers, 3-1. Mets, 6-1. Cardinals, 8-1. Braves, 12-1. Rangers and Red Sox, also 12-1. The Angels and Blue Jays, 16-1. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we talked about the free agents. And now let's talk about Luis Severino, whose club option for 2023 was picked up, $15 million. Brian Cashman said he's been a really impactful pitcher, so the answer to that would be an obvious yes. The answer to the question, will we pick up his option? And I told you all on Friday when I spoke about Boone and Cashman's press conferences that Cashman was like, yeah, we're picking up his option. There's <laughs> no hesitation there whatsoever. Severino will be 29 by opening day. That's crazy to me. I always think of Luis Severino as, you know, 23, 24, but, you know, he made his first appearance in 2015. That's a long time ago now. So he went 7-3 with a 3.18 ERA in 19 starts this past season. He struck out 112, walked 30, and that was over 102 innings. Opponents only batted 196, 263, 353 against Severino. And in 15 of his 19 regular season starts, he allowed three earned runs or fewer. Pretty good. The Yankees were 13-6 and six in those starts. Now... The two games he started in the postseason were losses for the Yankees. The first game was game three against Cleveland. That was not Severino's fault. That was Aaron Boone's fault for doing what he did to the bullpen. Now, game two against the Astros, that was Severino's fault. He gave up the three-run home run to Alex Bregman. He pitched five and one-third innings in that game. He's a two-time All-Star. Severino is 50-29 and 29 with a 3.39 ERA over 122 big league games. That's 107 starts, and that's from 2015 through 2022. And the 2023 option was part of the four-year $40 million contract extension that he signed prior to the 2018 season. So, yeah, I'm all for them picking up Luis Severino. When Severino is healthy, and that's a big qualifier, but when he's healthy, (laughs) he's one of the better pitchers in baseball. And he's fun to watch. And, you know, he gets everyone fired up and he gets fired up. But it's the when he's healthy part of it that's the problem. Now, in other news, did anyone else know that this contemporary baseball era ballot was happening I didn't I didn't even know it was a thing so (laughs) this was announced yesterday if I'm not mistaken eight former big league players comprised the contemporary baseball era ballot to be reviewed and voted upon December 4th at the winter meetings Albert Bell Barry Bonds Roger Clemens Don Mattingly Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmero, and Kurt Schilling are the candidates the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee will consider for the Hall of Fame for the election of the Class of 2023. There's also a Classic Baseball Era ballot that's happening as well. 
and those candidates are prior to 1980. So any candidate for the contemporary who receives votes on 75% of the ballots cast by the 16-member Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee will earn election to the National Baseball Hall of Fame and will be inducted in Cooperstown on July 23rd, 2023, along with any electees who emerge from the 2023 Baseball Writers Association of America election to be announced on January 24th, 2023. So the committee is one of three groups eligible for consideration as part of the ERA committee process, which provides an avenue for Hall of Fame consideration to managers, umpires, and executives, as well as players retired for more than 15 seasons. Interesting. Okay. The Contemporary Baseball ERA features two distinct ballots, one for players considered this fall, which I just told you about, and one for managers, executives, and umpires considered in the fall of 2023. I didn't even know this was going to happen. That's pretty cool. And then it says the classic baseball era committee will meet for the first time in the fall of 2024. So they're trying to get guys into the Hall of Fame in different ways, it seems. And let me just say, Don Mattingly was my favorite player. He was my guy in the 80s. And this weekend, my favorite band of all time was finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Duran Duran. If I get Duran Duran in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the same year as Don Mattingly, I will be beside myself. Now, do I think that Don Mattingly is going to make it? No, I don't. Out of those guys on that ballot, I don't see it happening. But I love that they're giving him another chance to get in. Because his numbers do line up with other guys who have made it in already. It's just... The peak was smaller because of his back issues, which really stinks. But my God, Mattingly was a great player for that peak of time that he played for the Yankees. I nearly, well, I shouldn't say nearly. I never was close to having a child. But if I were to have a child, there was no way I was not naming my first child Mattingly. Boy or girl, I was... I was so dead set on it and it didn't even matter. Like I wouldn't even have cared what the last name would have been. That's how, yeah. I nearly actually named um, my cats when I first got them 20 years ago, Jack and Henry. I nearly named them Mattingly and Winfield. I was this close to doing it and then I ended up not doing it. So yeah. Yeah. So I love Don Mattingly. I, I would love for him to make it in via this committee. Do I see it happening? No, but it would be nice to dream, right? Yeah. And as I said, Clemens is there, Bonds is there, McGriff. You know, some of these guys probably should have, well, obviously Bonds and Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. They're two of the best players to ever play the game, no matter what was injected into their bodies. Fred McGriff also, um, you know, so this committee has some things to consider. Yeah. In a moment, we're going to discuss Aaron Judge being a finalist for the AL MVP. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Yankees' Sporkle Quiz, because that's always fun to do when a season ends. But first... So Aaron Judge, finalist for AL MVP. First of all, I love that they do this whole thing where, oh, so-and-so is a finalist for the award... Give me a break. So it's Judge Jordan Alvarez of the Astros and obviously Shohei Otani. 
I don't see Judge not winning this. There's no... No, there's no way he's not winning this. There isn't. He led the majors in home runs, obviously, 62. Runs, 133. Runs batted in, 131. Slugging percentage, on-base percentage, OPS plus. His OPS plus was 211. Total bases, 391. He also batted 311, 425, 686 in 157 games. Yeah. (laughs) I know that everyone is in love with the Shohei Otani being a dual player, and he's good at both batting and pitching, but you can't not give this to Judge this season. What he did was insane. Now, in case you don't know what OPS Plus is, OPS Plus takes a player's on-base plus slugging percentage and normalizes the number across the entire league. It accounts for external factors like ballparks, then it adjusts so the score of 100 is league average. 150 is 50% than league average. So, 211. It's 211. (laughs) Yeah, he was a lot better than everyone in the league, and it's not shocking if he wins MVP. So, yeah. It's just a formality, people. He's winning MVP. Might not be unanimous. You might have those people who hold out for Otani, but Judge is going to win that. So it's it's November. Baseball's over. The Astros won the World Series. They had their World Series parade yesterday. Good for you. And it's Sporkle time. Now, if you don't know what Sporkle is, it's a quiz site. And Pinstripe Alley did the 2022 Sporkle quiz. There were 54 players on the Yankees roster this season. That gives you 10 minutes to name all 54 players. Now, there are people in the comments who are claiming to have gotten 53 out of 54, 51 out of 54, and I'm thinking to myself, no, you're lying. There's no way. I covered the team and I didn't get that many. I got 48, though. I did pretty well. It's the relievers or pitchers that came in for like one or two games that you forget about. Those are the guys I didn't get. I basically got everyone else. I was pretty excited. And the one guy that was a pitcher who only pitched one game that I got was Chichi Gonzalez because it was toward the end of the season. So there, there's an answer for you. But It's broken down into position and how many games they played. So that kind of helps. Kind of. But you have three starting pitchers that only threw one game. uh, The answer I just gave you. You have relievers who appeared in five or fewer games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of those. And uh, yeah, there are a few guys that... um, It was like you were thinking as you were going through it. Like, I almost forgot about one guy that the Yankees traded away. Starting pitcher. (laughs) I was looking at the starting pitcher list and I'm thinking, who am I forgetting in the rotation? And then I remembered, oh, right. Right, right. I'm not going to give you that answer. I gave you a clue there. I said he was traded. So, um, it's a fun 
way to spend 10 minutes. There's also a Sporkle quiz. I believe I did it this season. And it was Yankees walk-offs from maybe 90, was it 96 on? It was something like that. Or maybe it was, it was, there was a certain period of walk-offs by the Yankees. And it give you, it give you, it gave you the date and I believe the opponent. And I got a lot of the more recent ones easily. And I got some of the more famous ones that were older also. And then there were some where you're kind of like, so the key to that Sporkle quiz is just write in the last name of any guy that you think would hit a walk-off home run. And then it auto-populates all the different, if you know, if it's a guy who has multiples. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But if you've never done Sporkle, do it during a time that you have a break to do it because you'll get distracted and then end up playing Sporkle quizzes for a really long time. But this is on Pinstripe Alley and you can go to Pinstripe Alley and do it there or you can actually hit, there's a link for the quiz if you want to do it on the Sporkle site itself. Andrew Mearns put it up. Um, He's done this for 10 years. He's done this for 10 years. That's crazy. Um, And let's see. Oh, he's also done them for years in the past. So if you want to check that out, he's done 96 and 2006. So you have to figure out who played for the Yankees in those two years. And that's always fun, especially especially those mid-2000 teams. And even the mid-2010 teams, I can imagine that the 2013 and the 2014 Sporkles are insane i might have to look now that i've brought that up because uh yeah there's some names there even the starters you would look at a starting lineup from 2013 and think to yourself wait that guy played for the yankees (laughs) so yeah try the sporkle quiz and someone joked on twitter last last week because you know some people were not very excited about the fact that aaron boone did the press conference last week to talk about you know, 2022 and stuff that happened. And Brian Cashman took questions, but Hal Steinbrenner was nowhere to be found. So someone joked about Hal Steinbrenner having to name the roster. And I was like, yeah, he needs to do the Sporkle quiz and see if he could name even half the guys on the team. We should bet on that. I don't know. I don't know how Hal would do on a Sporkle quiz. That would be an amazing exercise if someone could get Hal Steinbrenner to try and do this Sporkle quiz. I wonder how many he'd get. Because it does, 10 minutes seems like a really long time, but when you're trying to think of 54 players and when you get through like the guys that you really know, and then you have a bunch of them left over and you're thinking to yourself, oh my God. I finished with eight seconds left, and I got 48 out of 54. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not that easy to do, but I recommend it. So try and do that, and then let me know, either in the comments below or on Twitter, how you did, because I'm very curious about this. So on tomorrow's show, we're starting with the big guy, Aaron Judge. We're going to talk about his season, what went right, what went wrong, and our hopes and fears 
for the future of Aaron Judge and if he'll be a Yankee. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button. You can comment on YouTube and click the bell so you know when our videos go live. Once again, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday. Go out and vote and I'll talk to you tomorrow.